Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a crusade of Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal, and I'm joined today by, of course, Joel and Hello. Jason Inman over at uh, YouTube.com slash Jowin. Check the description to go to his channel, uh, but not right now because he's not on it. He's right here. Welcome That's right. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me back. Always a pleasure. But we are going to be talking about uh, Superman because Action Comics 1000 dropped today, and... Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about our opinions, we're going to talk about Superman, his impact on us as fans, and perhaps even his impact on the industry itself. Because Superman is such a larger-than-life character, he deserves a larger-than-life episode, mm-hmm. which is why we are all here today. By the way, Will I am Golden just saying he can't watch, but he, he wants us to keep being awesome. Thanks, uh, Will. We appreciate oh, it. Thanks, Will. You're welcome. And, we'll do uh, our best. So, yeah. Uh, action, no promises. Action, no, no, no promises. Action uh, Comics 1000. Oh, but before we even do that, because... A lot of great books came out this week. Mm-hmm. From Action Comics 1000 to Superman, whatever number it was, with Patrick Wilson and Peter uh, 45. Excellent There's issue. There's an issue of Batman came out today. Yeah, I don't read Tom King's Batman, but I, I'm sure it'll be great. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Because I hate his writing. Uh, the but, art looks good. Uh, the art looked great. And, uh, and also another terrific book, uh, I believe it's called Jupiter Jet. Oh. Yes. That's uh, right. You're gonna, everybody out there, you're gonna go into that comic book store. We're all gonna pick up this old eighty-year-old man's comic book <laughs> that has a thousand issues. Yep. Um, but let's pick up the book about the young girl, the sixteen-year-old <laughs> girl who doesn't need a cape to fly. No. Do it. Um, In fact, only uh, requires a, a an awesome jetpack. That's right. Um, so Jupiter Jet issue five, the final issue of our first volume, comes out today amongst a lot of stiff competition. Yeah. But. Um, we have an Art Balthazar from All Yeah Titans uh, yeah. variant cover, um, and we're really proud of the issue, and it sets up, it has a twist ending, and it sets up where we go in volume two. So if you've read any of the other issues, I would highly suggest you pick up issue five. It's in comic book stores today and on Comixology today. So while you're picking up your Supermans, pick up some Jupiter Jets. Yeah, uh, I love seeing that book in every store I go. Literally every comic book store I go to, it's on the shelf. That's got it. That's exciting. awesome. You must feel good every time you go to a comic shop. You're like, there it is. Even if you're not yes. just going to buy them all, and then <laughs> yes, but I also, I yeah, we do buy them all to use them for to take them to cons. But also, <laughs> it, I will say, as a comic book creator, it does also hit hit you in the heart when you go into a comic book store and it's not there, and you're like, oh, that's oh. great. Though. Oh yeah, well, I was gonna say if it's sold out, but I I, you mean I, I jumped to that too. Good. I hope it's that. Yeah. Um, when I first launched one of my books, uh, self-published, I had to go door to door to different comic book stores and ask them to sell my stack of copies. Mm-hmm. And it always mm-hmm. made me feel good when we, when we sold out. Um, it yeah. made me feel bad when I didn't get compensated for all the books that did sell out. Uh, but it was <laughs> nice to, <laughs> it was nice for them to <laughs> exist. 
Getting paid's good. Uh, Nathan Berg just says hi, Joel. So hello, Nathan. But uh, but yeah, Jupiter Jet, great book. Check it out uh, now. Let's get to the Superman stuff. Superman Action Comics number one thousand came out. Uh, we all read it. There are going to be some yes. spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. So if you haven't had a chance to read it yet, I want you to add this episode to your watch later list and watch us later. Uh, but or, or just or just hang out and enjoy being spoiled because it's going to happen. Uh, so yes. what'd you think? What'd you think of the book overall? Uh, we released Joel. a whole video about it because like. You know, so you know what my opinions are, but I want to hear what you guys have to say. So, Joel, kick it off. What you think of oh. Action One Thousand? Well, thank you so much. Uh, I read it not so long ago before we started. Uh, yeah, there were some really solid stories there. Uh, I was on a bit of a time crunch to get the video done, so I couldn't read every single story, but I read most of the ones that really interested me. There were some good ones. I mean, not as we were talking before about the art there. Really solid art on this book. No stinker in the bunch. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Apropos that, I feel like not to ape off of uh, uh, John Hammond, but they spared no expense with this book. Mm. Uh, oh, they really didn't. <laughs> they really, uh, they really contributed a lot to this book. Uh, they did not, I think, skimp on the talent and uh, mm -hmm. and the printing of the book. Just that nice, perfect binding. I loved it. Um, but uh, but yeah. So Jason, thoughts on Action One Thousand? Actually, before you, because I know you have a very strong opinion. Before we get there. Uh, what was your favorite story that you read, Joel? Ooh, that's tough. If you twisted my arm, I would probably say the car from Jeff Johns, my friend and mm. yours, because I think it's just such a cool idea to be like, you know, the image everyone knows from Action Comics, right, where he's lifting the car over his head. What's the story of the car and the guy who owned it? It's also kind of like a flashback story. It's also kind of like a more of a retro take yeah. on Superman. And I like them paying homage to the whole history of the character and being like, yeah, that Golden Age stuff totally happens. Right. No, I love that issue. I love that story as well. You know, not only did Jeff Johns work on that, but also Dick Donner, the mm, yeah. uh, used to be boss of Jeff Johns <laughs> back when he used to work, uh, you know, together. Also co-wrote Action Comics. And co-wrote Action Comics. You're kidding yep. me. Really? Yeah, Jeff Johns, when Jeff Johns did his, I think his second run on Action Comics, because mm -hmm. um, he did a little bit of a run before Infinite Crisis, his post-Infinite Crisis run is co-written by Richard Donner. It's the one where Chris Kent and Zod come back. Yes. Right. And they go to Bizarro World and all this stuff like that. Yeah, it's co-written by Richard Donner. Wow. Huh. Dude knows his yeah. stuff, surprisingly mm -hmm. enough. I would not have expected that. I thought it was like, I remember seeing his name on different older books and being like, that feels kind of like a stunt. It feels like kind of pulling in somebody who worked on the movie. Like, it'd be like asking Tim Burton to consult on a Batman comic. And what a disaster that would probably be. But it turns out, dude actually knows the character. It would be a huge disaster. It would be so terrible. He'd be like, okay, what I'm thinking is this. Uh, who's the villain? I want junior animal versions of that with rocket launchers on their backs. Um, but yeah, also, so lots of blacks and lots of whites. And can you put my wife, Helena Bonham Carter, in it, please? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, she had not come on the scene, or she would have been Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, she probably would have done a good job. Not yeah, I was about to say. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think she would have done a better job being Catwoman than the evil face of Skynet in Terminator Salvation. But, uh, yeah, you're probably was, fair, but right about that. If we're going to point out random roles that she yeah. had. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Jason, so what'd you think? And we'll turn it into a conversation about Action Comics 1000. Um, you know, I thought it was an okay issue of Action 1000. Um, I I kind of, to be honest with you, the thing I liked the most about it was starting the book with Jurgens and ending mm -hmm. the book with Bendis. It's kind of like, these mm -hmm. are the guys that are giving up the book. These are the guys that are starting the book. I thought that was really good. Um, 
Because Action has sort of done these anthology things before. Um, issue 900 was sort of an anthology thing, and it's kind of forgettable. Um, I issue I 800 is the, it was. Yeah, right? Nobody. The only thing that anybody's ever going to remember Action 900 for is that Action 900 is the book where Superman was like, I'm no longer an American citizen. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that yep. sucked. That was a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that was in a Damon Lindelof story. Um, Action 800 is kind of the same thing. It's kind of like you're just a big anthology, and I think Joe Kelly has like a big story in it that kind of carries you through. And then... Action 700 is the end of a storyline. It's the fall of Metropolis. So it actually ties into some events. Um, so I understand that you want to do an anthology, but like you're sort of tying in there. Um, there were some great stories in this. I kind of wonder if the issue would have been this priceless issue that we're all going to remember. Because honestly, I think we're going to kind of forget this issue mm. a year from now. Is if they did the same thing that they did with the covers. Right. So you you go to this writing team and you're like, okay, you're going to write the Golden Age story, the Jeff Johns, Richard Donner. Okay, go to this team. You're going to write the Silver Age story with Bugs and Lionhead Superman. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you're going to write the 80s. You're going to write the 90s. You're going to write the 2000s. Yeah. You know? Um, I I did like the Tom King storyline. I thought I thought Tom King's and Brad Meltzer's were the best. Were the best, too. They were definitely it's, it's the, the top. most. I was going to say, it's the most I've enjoyed a Tom King thing in a bit. Easily, yeah. No, I, I, I just got finished complaining about Tom King's Batman. That Superman story manages to toe the line of Tom King, where it's like, it is hopeful, yet still managing to be dour. And, mm -hmm. uh, but it's still, it, it just, it was very, very emotional and raw. I dug the shit out of it. Of course, the art, the art with that issue is also incredible, or story. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I agree that it'll be, that it won't be timeless. Issue 800 is what's so funny about Truth, Justice, the American Way. That oh. Joe Kelly No, that's story. 775. Oh, was that 775? I'm sorry. Yep. I thought that was 800. Yeah. Well, all right. Fair enough, then. Uh, but <laughs> Noted. I I feel like because the of the timelessness of the stories within this issue, they will be referred to when thinking about people's favorites. Because whenever you talk about everybody's favorite Superman story, typically the best Superman stories are the origins. Mm, which, yeah. Uh, you know... I, Sucks. Or the Elseworlds. Yeah, or the Elseworlds. And it's, <laughs> or no the deaths. Few people are like, oh, you know what my favorite one was? Like from Action, like from action Comics 722. And, you know, this random story where the parasite did this thing that no one remembers <laughs> or cares about. You know, most mm -hmm. of the time, the biggest, most timeless stories are the ones where it's like the, the, the Moses story. You know, like the big, like, holy shit, it's doomed planet, rocket ship, kindly couple moving on. Um the, this issue kind of lends itself to that because we're seeing these these iconic snapshots of Superman in his greatest moments, and so uh, and because of the like beautiful art teams that are working on mm -hmm. it, I think they can definitely be like, "Yo, look at this! Look at that!" Like you can you can pull any of those moments out of this issue and just throw them on display, and people will be like, "Yo, that's awesome! I'm gonna have to go back go have to go back and pick that up." Um, I hope so. I hope so too because I really dug the shit out of this one. Um, I, I, in particular, my favorite one had to have been the Patrick Gleason, Peter Tomasi hypertime story. Ooh, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, not only does it play with 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 continuity by being like, no, hypertime. Hey, you remember that? It allows us to then do all of the stories, all the continuity, while also still mm -hmm. kind of working in continuity with, in and of itself. Um, and I think that was a lot of everybody's favorites because the, it, it highlighted someone's favorite era of Superman. Yeah, yeah. And I especially love the Dark Knight Returns Miller uh, page. Tiffany was like all about that page. She was like struck by how incredible it was by being 
wholly its own while also completely faithful to the image that Miller depicted back then. Um, Patrick Gleason is a great artist. He sure is. I didn't know how great until I realized he drew every damn page of that story yeah. and adapted yep. each style. Holy crap. It's um, a visual comedian. Yeah, my or, favorite or chameleon, page is, I should say. Yeah, my favorite page, I think, has to be Superman stopping the train. That image for me was like, because mm. it looks oh, yeah, like he's yeah. struggling and it's like he's he's kind of like that that 50s, you know, uh, I'm not quite, I don't know if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm buff or if I'm fat kind of muscularity. <laughs> Um, have you, have shape, you guys shape seen? Guy. Have you guys seen Patrick Gleason's cover for Action One Thousand One? No. It's pretty good. It's like him kind of rushing at the camera with this the thing, oh, and it, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing uh, image. I'm gonna pull that up right now. <laughs> yes, throw it in there. <laughs> I want to look at it. It's, re it's really nice. Um, but yeah, you were saying that it's uh, it might be forgettable. Um, I definitely think well, there are some aspects that you're not wrong about. Well, that's the that's the problem with anthology issues, especially in a superhero universe. Mm -hmm. It's is that you get the idea that when it doesn't tie, we're in such a tie, we're continuity heavy, you know, world yeah. right now, uh, um, you know that that it that that it's tough. I think it's tough not to uh, um, be forgotten if you're you know not one of the main tie-ins or main things or whatever you know yeah no i hear you but it might not be forgettable depending on how bendis's superman run goes like this <sighs> could be a huge issue because people would be like this was you know bendis's start the, the start. first appearance of new villain how would you pronounce that uh, rogel czar uh regal czar uh, <laughs> yeah alien man yeah. Let's uh before you know what that's a good transition. I'm just gonna acknowledge Mod King Moby says a thousand pennies for the Blue Boy Scout. Huzzah! And uh, Debito Inc says shut up Joel. Oops, sorry, wrong show. You guys are great. <laughs> Keep it up. Thumbs up. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, we don't do the shut up Joels here, but thank you very much for acknowledging it. Um, oh, we want to be nice to Joels. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I think it was a really smart move to put the Bendis story at the end. Yeah, because agreed. I think everything in that book was better than the Bendis story. <laughs> and so it allowed you to go, oh, that's where it's going, huh? Well, but that other story, though, was pretty great. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Bendis and our initial impressions of Bendis's like, step into the Superman world. What did you guys think of, uh, of, of Bendis's debut? I, I thought it was clever that you don't actually hear Superman talk for the first little bit. It's all these other randos around him talking about him. And even the people of Metropolis helping Superman out a little. And then it turns into a conversation about the trunks, which had not been addressed until that moment, even though he was wearing them again. I'm like, oh, so Bendis gets to explain why the trunks are back, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I You know what? Like, there was no way he was going to resist having regular people save mm -hmm. Superman while also having a conversation, like a back and forth, repeat yourself mm -hmm. kind of situation. Um, it plays to his strengths. I really, I enjoyed it. I didn't feel like it was hokey or annoying. I, I actually went back and I found an old wizard that has one of Bendis's first stories where he wrote Electra, and oh, that, oh, interesting. Yeah, and it was rough. Just oh. really, like it. It felt like because I I'd forgotten that he had written an Electra mini. And yeah, me too. Yeah, woof. I was like, this guy's trying really hard to be Bendis, but he is failing hard. <laughs> oh, Bendis wrote it? Holy shit. Makes me want to go back and read the old Salmon Twitches because I wonder how, <laughs> how bad they feel. Um, well, I, I did the same thing when I tried to reread Powers. 
Ooh, and yeah. I was just like, oh, mama, there's so much. Di- this is not a comic book. This is a novel. Right. Well, it's like going back and looking at, uh, at Kevin Smith's debut on Daredevil. And <laughs> it's rough. Like, there's all this awesome looking Casada art and just gigantic word balloons over every single just just frame. And you're like, damn it, Kev. Like, mm. brevity is the soul of wit. Try it. <laughs> um, yeah. Theodore so Kevna- say at the bard. Uh, Theodore Chemnitz says, hey, guys, any predictions for Detective 1000 coming later? Let's put a pin in that. I'm going to address it at the end of the episode because I want to talk about Detective 1000 and our theories on that. But before we do, let's stick this. Ooh, to- I, I'm excited to talk about that. I know because I'm like. Uh, good when good this transition, out, Sal. Well you. done. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, oh, man, Detective like, Action 1000. Wait a minute. What year did Detective come out? 39? <laughs> oh, what issue are we on? 980? What? Fuck yeah. Here we go. Yeah, it's next. It's going to be next soon. year. Next year, man. Holy crap. Um, and mm. you know, and for as hard as DC pushed this issue, they're going to break their backs, bending over back, oh, working yeah. on this Batman. Oh, yeah. Book. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. You'll see people you haven't seen in years they'll get back I for the S. Like, they'll probably, there'll be like an Adam West retrospective. There's gonna They'll get every actor who's played Batman to show up on camera, talk about Miller how amazing will, that book. Miller will be in that issue. No oh, question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Undoubtedly. Oh, Miller will not only have a variant cover, he will also have a story and maybe even a mm-hmm. pinup because Miller <laughs> yeah. sells books. And I won't have a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> I do because his art isn't great. No, it isn't. Yeah, his art is not really that great. Remember when he did that variant of Catwoman and everybody like crapped themselves over how terrible it was? With the broken back, yeah. Yeah, Same with the Superman as well. Yeah, oh, whoa, yeah. That that, That that Superman one. page, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Kane's World says, your back issues of Earth 1 Superman got me to get all three volumes and hope for a fourth volume and more back issues, any more back issues for Earth 1 Superman. They're coming one day. We haven't shot any, but probably uh, because everybody loved them. And uh, I like Straczynski Superman, surprisingly enough. Um, yeah. So thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, so we're talking about action comics. Uh, we're talking about Bendis' debut. I liked the interaction between the two, like, restaurateurs or whatever, the ladies who were working there. Mm-hmm. I thought it was short. It was fun. It was just a little flash in the pan of, like, what you can expect from Bendis. I think he's burying the lead of how much dialogue you're going to get, particularly when mm. it comes to when we get into the Daily Planet. Do yeah. you think it's more? Oh, I think it's going to be, like... you. I think it's okay, well, let, heavier. I think each, each issue will okay. be heavier because of the amount of text <laughs> that's in that book. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask. I was gonna be like, do we think we're gonna get classic Bendis with like a thousand, uh, you know, a, a, a thousand word balloons and yeah. stuff like that? Oh, there's no question. Like, here's here's a prediction. Perry White will be a huge new character. Yeah. Because Perry White will be like the the instrument that gets the planet moving and everything. I mean, right. And he loves writing for like older, wiser newsmen. You know, his his J. Jonah Jameson is like unparalleled. Yeah, that's true. Um, the Phil Urics of the world. And plus, like, it's going to be a newsroom. There's no question. Like, there's going to be like a thousand people talking at once. They're all going to have some. I mean, just think of every police precinct scene he's dro- he's written, and how many really good ones there are in that. And none of them are main characters in the book. So you got a you got a book where like Steve Lombard, Lois, Jimmy, Clark, Perry, and the new characters he debuts and introduces to Superman's world are all gonna be talking. And there's Well no that's way. what that's what action is supposed to be. Action is gonna be like the big um uh like the big, it's gonna be like the newsroom book. Yeah. And then Superman's supposed to be like the Superman-y book. He said mm-hmm. that in a couple interviews before. Yeah, exactly. So when he said that, I was like, that's a threat. 
That's him being like, oh no. The newsroom is going to be like where I get all of my character interactions, where I get all of my regular people talking. Like Superman will almost be like a like a sidekick to what's <laughs> happening in the newsroom and on the on the on the beat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the Bendis debut was fine. It was yeah, what it was I thought okay. it was going to be. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, let's address the elephant in the room. Whatever the hell his name is. R- Rogel Czar. I'm just going to call him Czar. Giggy-boo? Yeah. <laughs> Flarger the Blur. Like, uh, Weak Nitty Bomb. Is it Czar? That's his last name? Czar? His last name is Czar, yes. I'm going to call him Czar because there you go. that is easy to say. It's like the freaking uh, Danny Clear scene in Green Hornet. I got a name people can say. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rogel Czar sucks. I'm just going to say it right off the bat. He is dumb looking. He is boring, and uh, as Jason pointed out off camera, his origin has been done. Let's talk about that. Jason, Uh, take it away. The Krypton Hunter. Well, I mean, Brian Michael Bendis said in a lot of interviews that his idea for Superman was something that had never been done before. Mm. Had never been done in 80 years of Superman history. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, we end this back up in Action 1000 by uh, its... He's him like, I'm here to destroy all the Kryptonians. And then he says, I destroyed Krypton or something like yep. that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I want to just say to Mr. Bendis, I assume you've never read Superman Earth 1 Volume 1 <laughs> because that's the exact plot line of J. Michael Straczynski's book from five years ago. Yeah. And as, as I pointed out and earlier. And that villain looked cooler. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. You see, the thing about Bendis is he's only written like, he's only read three or four <laughs> volumes or stories from whatever run he's doing. And you can easily cite it by simply referencing every actual incontinuity uh, reference that he makes within the story. So, like, if he's writing for Doctor Strange or Doctor Doom, we know he's read Triumph and Torment because it's referenced or it is a significant plot point for yeah. those characters. Uh, we know he wrote he read Doom Quest because every time Iron Man is involved, he references Doom Quest. I feel like those are kind of the all the stories that he's read. I feel like he didn't read Demon in a Bottle, and he just kind of like knew about it, so he'll reference the alcoholism. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of it. And when it comes to Superman, I think the dude has been in Marvel for, what, almost 20 years? So, uh, 15 years? Yeah. So, I mean, well, he yeah, started, I think, in 2000. So, like, it's 18. I mean, unless you count uh, 17 years. So, But nearly 20 years of writing nothing but Marvel. And before yeah. that, it was Spawn. So, like, the guy has probably not had a lot of opportunity to read Superman. In fact, I think he tweeted a picture of, like, some light reading he was doing, which had, like, a whole slew of Superman stories Mm -hmm. that he'd missed over the last 20 years. (laughs) Uh, And I feel like he's probably just going to watch one of Rob's videos about them anyway, because, like, (laughs) there's... I want to be a fly on the wall for that. (laughs) He's just like, God, this guy has such a sultry voice. I really dig it. Uh, But, like, I I don't know. I... he doesn't read, and he doesn't read those books. Even though Earth One is so accessible and so easy to read, like yep. I, there's no way he didn't know that story to begin with. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and we talked about how like DC's running kind of a tight ship when it comes to this kind of stuff. But how did it get they through? Are. Like how did they not say, eh, it's a little, it's a little on the nose, man. Straczynski's not here anymore, and he's never gonna be. But like, you know, it's kind of the same oh. thing, dude. But we did this already. Yeah, we did that, man. And I, yeah, go ahead. 
I was going to say also to retconning the destruction of Krypton right at the time that we did a story only a couple months back about, you know, Mr. Oz and his importance Which, of being on the planet when it blew yeah. up. It's like it, it's like the dude hasn't been paying attention to anything they've been doing at all over the last 10 years. Like only the last six months, he's created a new character that ruined Krypton, even though we actually had a story just now that ended where he went back in time and saw the destruction of Krypton. Yep. And we have a character whose face is ruined that has kryptonite in it, just like Mr. Oz. Just did that. Just have that visual cue. Like, we yeah, have we, that already. We, we just did that. Just yeah. did it. Did he have kryptonite? I know he had, like, uh, heterochromy. He had two colored eyes. Yeah, was there I, kryptonite? I thought he had, like, flecks of kryptonite. His face is all, like, mashed and ruined. Yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah, he had flecks of kryptonite. Yeah, Jor-El did. Even oh. if it isn't kryptonite, the dude has half a face that's wrecked. Just mm. like Mr. Oz, we just did that. <laughs> um, but that said, you know, I I want to have faith in the story, but Rogelzar being the first hit out of the gate makes me think like woof, because, and, yeah, I don't know. And Bendis was so proud of him, too, in interviews. He's like, guys, let me tell you about this new villain. He's so big and so strong. <laughs> Superman has never fought a guy this strong before. Like, eh, Doomsday Mongol Darkseid. They haven't built up the hype. They didn't do this much hype for Doomsday when he first came out. No, no. No. And he's more iconic. You know why? And you know what it is? I, I think it's because of the simplicity of the design. If mm. you want to create an iconic character and you want to do it now, a new character, you gotta simplify, baby. You gotta make it a you gotta make it a name people can say, shorter name, streamlined design, simple outfit that says, I'm a bad guy. Doomsday. His outfit is his, is his body. He looks a little mm-hmm. overdeveloped because he's mostly bones, but those bones are all uniform colored. He's gray and white. That's his color scheme. Yep. Moving on. What is Rogelzar's color scheme? Yeah. Stuff. It's Lots brown stuff. and red, and I think there's some green. And like, <laughs> what is his outfit? Like, it's. And I think that the real mistreatment was, and I hate to say it, but I think it's because Jim Lee drew him first. Ah. And I love Jim Lee's art. And in fact, the yeah. art for this story was pretty great, with, a, with mm-hmm. one panel exception I had a problem with, but otherwise yeah. it all looked fantastic. His Superman, he's perfected. You know, it's 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 second to none. But Rogelzar looks so overdeveloped with Jim Lee's very specific style. Yeah. And he and he's and like I said, like he's a distinct looking alien, and then you ruined his face. So we don't even know what those aliens even look like. It would be like if the first scroll you met was Super Scroll. Right. It just doesn't Well he kind yeah. He kind of looks like Terax the Destroyer, except with just Yeah, yeah. Like a weird, the, the weird scar just doesn't, it doesn't look good. It does, it's not, it's, the the problem with that is, is that now every artist is going to draw him differently because mm. nobody can draw that scar the same. Just and look also, at Mr. Oz, they got him on the wrong eye sometimes. Like, yep. yeah. And then also it's the thing of, um, yeah, like he's got big sideburns. He's bald. <laughs> he looks like Terax. Piranity. He really does. Except he looks like Terax with a scar on his face. He, he's and balding on top, but he's also got like Wolverine wingtips happening yeah. too. Well, you know, he's balding. Like, he wants to overcompensate. Like you know, I understand that motivation, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. I, I uh, Terax, by the way, is a great design. 
Mm-hmm. Well, also think about go back to Earth One where J. Michael Straczynski did this Krypton killer. He was like you had Shane Davis on that book, and I'm not saying that Shane Davis is better than Jim Lee no. by any stretch. And I don't know who designed Zagar's good goodbye. Bought a weep midi bone. Yeah, um, but Shane Davis's design for that Krypton killer is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's really awesome. I, yeah, I don't know. Like for me, I agree with you. This this was the weakest story of of the book. Yeah, and this is supposed to be the story to be like, all right, guys, Get DC excited. Nation's coming up next. <laughs> yeah, Gotta hook you. Yeah, we you know we just acknowledged his past, but let's look to the future, and his future involves incomprehensible bad guys that have done things before. The only thing that he what what's so okay? We've ragged on Zargbarg. What, uh, <laughs> what, what are some things that Bendis has teased or threatened that you're kind of looking forward to, if anything? Sup- Supergirl being more involved. She was involved in that fight. Is she going to get to hang out in this book a little bit more now? I know the Superman family as a whole has really got to grow in this last two-year era, but they didn't really cross over with Superman that much because he was trying to raise the kid and they were trying to raise his profile. They didn't want to remind you of all the other super people that yeah. much. Jason? Um, I'm mainly looking forward to, I hope the thing that he talks about, um, the real world action comics kind of idea, the daily planet book. It's a book that I said for a long time that DC really needs. And if he's going to turn action comics into sort of the newsroom for the DC universe, I'm excited by that. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's funny because we may go into a period of time and it's happened at certain periods of time where, you know, Batman is usually like the main book and Detectives Comics is the side book. Yes. And same with Superman. Superman's the main book and Action Comics is the side book, although I view Action Comics as the real deal. It really book. should be. Yeah, it should be. I really do. Like Action Comics is the bigger deal book to me. So we might go into a period where Action Comics is just better, especially with Patrick Gleason on art, man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm with I'm with both of you on this one. Honestly, the fact that jo- that that Bendis is writing a newsroom uh, book with just just regular folk. I mean, we I loved the Pulse. I loved Alias. I think I'm excited to see Metropolis's view on the DC universe. Um, I love that idea. I think it's going to play to his strengths. It'll be the book that he can get all of his Bendisness out of out. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. And I am honestly also looking forward to seeing Supergirl being acknowledged as a Kryptonian and as Superman's cousin. I'm kind of really excited to see her interact with John and seeing her really just being a, a a supporting character in Superman's book because they've really distanced her from the lineage over the last, since 2011 to make her more like her TV show. Yeah. Even before the TV show, they were like, yeah, but we're doing Superman over here. Like, let's not even do, no, like, don't even look at her. Like, we're, don't look at her weird knee boots. We're, we're doing all kinds of stuff with Supergirl that you can't even believe. Uh, and it has nothing to do with Superman. Like, I don't know. Um, so I'm excited for that idea as well. Um, really quick, just want to acknowledge Super Chat. Uh, Game Boy 2020, or 20121. Nice. That, uh, says, uh, what do you think of Hickman finishing Shield 2011? I mean, it's about time. I'm glad it's happening. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just mad I got to buy a new trade. Yeah, here it comes. <laughs> but uh, you know who's not mad? Marvel. Um, no. Brad J saying, more Sal as Alan Moore on back issues. Yeah, uh, he'll come back hopefully if we do another <laughs> Alan Moore story. Thank you. Uh, Mod King Mopey saying, you know who I was happy to see? Freaking Bibbo. Uh, yeah. Yes, Bibbo was in yeah. the Louise Simonston story. Which is hilarious because on our sister show, Good, Bad, and Ugly, we did a Louis Simonson Man of uh, Tomorrow book in which Bibbo was uh, featured, and so we got to, and she wrote it, and it was like, oh, well, look at that. Um, I'm excited to see Bendis handle Bibbo. Yeah. <laughs> and um, see what he does with him there. 
We'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, and Tevia asking, what do you think Venice will do with John? Ignore him entirely. You so, think that would be such a slap in the face to see that character who's been yeah. a real breakout be ignored completely. I mean, like, yeah. But that's what I'm expecting. I'm sorry. I, 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 would, I would put happen. it past him. Ben just would be like, oh, there was no kid when I was writing Superman. Why should I have to write him? Yeah. I mean, it's not like uh, it's not like Snyder's taking over where Snyder's like, ugh, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. which I appreciate because I hate Damien, but uh, I do like John. And actually, it's only because of John that I can find any enjoyment of Damien. So <laughs> it would be a disservice to lose him. Um, apropos of that really quick. What do you guys think of Snyder's story in Action 1000? That was uh, the Lex one with the cosmic scissors and stuff, right? That's the one. Oh, okay. Pretty weird, It was okay. Right? Yeah. The art was good. I was, was shocked. Different. I was like, man, Snyder got a chance to tell us like, this thing. And he's like, eh. I'm like, yep. That's what I come to expect at this point. Is, Have you ever read that... Superman Unchained? Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, oh we I mean, reviewed it on back issues. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the art's great in that book, right? It looks so good. It's, oh, just like for tomorrow. Superman for yep, tomorrow is great, too. Mm -hmm. That's about the it. same guy. But yeah, yeah. was that story canon though? Because I know some of these stories, the canonicity is up in the air. But to say, yeah, you know, Luther did spend time in uh, Smallville, and yeah, he did know young Clark Kent from afar and everything. That's he, he always it, did. So that's sort say, of been retconned back into yeah. continuity since Birthright. Yes. Has that? Okay, because yeah. I know they haven't really, like, Luther never talks about his time in Smallville, and it's like, wait, were you born in Metropolis? Did you live in the suicide slums, or were you just vacationing in Smallville? Uh, What's the deal? When it came into the New 52, they didn't know or yeah. want to acknowledge it. Um, I'm telling you, that Superman Reborn story where you got that double-page splash when they merged the two Supermen, and all you saw was Secret Origin Jeff Johns visuals, mm -hmm. that's the origin. So it's yep. back. Then. Like, okay. It's straight up. Like yeah. if you ever want to know what the, what the origin for Superman is, if you ask anybody at DC, you know, they're going to tell you it's John's like, it's whatever John's. Yeah. Um, Cause why would he, why would he be like, no, nah, we're going to skip mine and just go back to Mark <laughs> Wade's a guy who won't write here or who will never write here again. Like, no. Um, that being said, you know, Hey, I mean, I like origin. I like secret origin too. So, mm -hmm. you know, you yeah, can it's do fine. Worse. It's fine. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, you know, the, 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 the Gary Frank art is phenomenal. Yeah. By the way, is there any Gary Frank art in action 1000? That's kind of, I guess he's just desperately trying to finish doomsday clock. You know, um, here's the bigger one. Let's talk about this. Yeah. There is a creator that is not in this book that I think is a travesty mm -hmm. that he's not in this book. And I know that he's not in this book because he's not a creator that is very well liked right now. But you cannot deny his contribution to Superman. That's John Byrne. Absolutely. Oh, yes. It is a shame that yeah. John Byrne is not in this issue. Yeah, is, I can see is, why they didn't want to call him. But yeah, I, yeah. I, had heard, I read an interview in which John Byrne said that they called him. He let it go to voicemail. And when he called the number back, it was like a fake number. Ooh. Yeah, yeah I, which to I me don't tells buy it, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't buy it either. That te that tells me that either like, either he reached out and they ghosted him, <laughs> um, or or something, or or maybe he's too he's such an old man that he doesn't know how voicemail works. I, um, it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me. 
Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I have a feeling they ghosted him. I really mm. do. I, I think I don't think John Byrne is such a stubborn old son of a bitch. There's no yeah, way. That's a good way to describe. Him. I mean, he is like he was an old son of a bitch when he was feuding with McFarlane 20 years ago. Yep. Like yeah. I, but uh, but John, I I I doubt very much that he would call. Um, and I doubt that DC would even threaten to call him. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. Like, I'm actually kind of a, a, a concerned that like some of the current guard at both of the of the big two um, have forgotten a lot of things that matter and that matter to comic readers at this point. Like mm-hmm. I feel like whoever was in charge of organizing the creative team for this book doesn't remember John Byrne. Right. Yeah. Like I agree. I, I really do feel like maybe the culprit is just like. They f- the, the 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 intern who worked on it was too freaking young and just missed it. Um, but I could see that. Yeah, but like there should have at least been a pinup. Or yeah, right, there there are there are pinups in this book. You could have got John Byrne to give you a pinup. He would have right? done it, and he would have done it because he would love the money. <laughs> yeah, no one's picking up old trades of next men. Um, wah, wah. But uh, yeah, I, 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 it is a travesty that there's no. John is there? Is there anybody else that you guys feel should have should be in this book that isn't? George Perez. Oh, oh. good pick. Nice. No, George. I Perez. got another one for you. Oh yeah. Where's Jerry? Where's Jerry Ordway? No. Oh. Yeah. Oh, mm. I got another one. Alex freaking Ross. Right. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. Where's are, the Alex Ross variant? Where Where is that? I mean, like, just reprint another one. Get a Get an old uh, an old sketch that he did. Like, if he's not working with you or calling you back or whatever, just grab some old piece of art. <laughs> you think that you Do you think that Marvel got Jim Lee's permission to use those X Men trading card variant covers? Hell no! Oh God, they just no! Printed that shit. <laughs> grab yep, because they got own left it. Over, like, get an alternate cover from Man of Steel number one from '87 and just slap that shit on there. Put you know, thanks to John Byrne and move on. Like, <laughs> yep. There's plenty. There's plenty of art from uh, Superman: Peace on Earth that you could have used as a variant cover. Oh yeah. Where's Frank Whiteley's pinup? By the oh way? yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice. Now that said, the book was eight dollars. It was all. It was eighty pages. You can only. You know, they they probably didn't want to have like the. The fact is, there it can't be that cost was a factor because. People bought that awful issue of Spider-Man for ten dollars. Yeah, they did. And uh, they did the Which same. Which one was that? Uh, it was some like random issue of Spider-Man. I think it was like six, seven, like. Oh, it, weird. Yeah, it was just like some. Well, one of the one chapter in the story. I think Norman Osborn comes back or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it was yeah. ten bucks, and it had a bunch of random backups that no one's ever gonna remember or read. And it was. It had bucks. a Sumsum story. Yeah, it had a it had a straight up original universe Sumsum story. Um, but not only that. But it was the number one selling book of the month. Mm-hmm. So, really? So people bought it. People spent the yeah, ten bucks. Yeah, true. Like, that's true. Get just just cram this thing. A thousand uh, Superman or Action Comics. One thousand. It's a hundred and fifty pages, and it's twelve dollars. It'll still <laughs> just sell. I mean, come on. It's insane. Yeah, there. Actually, now that you mention, now that you broach the subject of who's missing, quite a few people are missing from this. Man. Quite a lot of people, right? Yeah. Yeah, and for seemingly no reason. Like, some of these people you know. Like, John Byrne, yeah, you know there's not going to be, you know, there's some, there's some bad blood. You know, there's not going to be a Mark Wade backup anytime soon. But, like, Alex no. Ross, is, are they, was it really that bad? You know? It, it, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, may, and we don't know any of the story. Like, yeah, maybe Alex Ross is at, at a point where he's like, I'm not doing anything for DC anymore. I, I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, it. 
I don't remember. I didn't read anything about an exclusivity contract. So it's not like he's saying no. I mean, come on. It's it's Alex Ross. I don't know. I'm sure if Darwin Cook was still with us, he would have had something for this one as well. Again, oh, like, 100%. I'm shocked there's no like reprints or, or original drawing that they didn't use. Rejected covers. There's, there's, there's tons of pages of art that I'm sure are just sitting somewhere in a filing cabinet. Um, or a or a digital folder. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say though, I appreciate that everything that has been released into this is new. Yes. Yeah. Even the pinups. So I, I, I can, I can give them a pass on the idea of not just slapping out old artwork that they have sitting around. Right. It's more like I'm thinking in terms of what of what I come to expect from uh, our our <laughs> our masters. Yeah. I, I do. Uh, I did expect it. I do appreciate that. Even the variants, like the variants, are original. The interiors are all original. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I will say it was fun to see. Uh, I, J- Dan Jurgens really brought his A game. It felt like yeah, yeah. a '90s Superman book again. It was a nice conclusion to his Superman run. Yeah. But, but he's still. I was gonna say, yeah. I guess this is his last one, right? He doesn't get a yep. special to finish it off. This is. This uh, is I think he gets a special. I do. Oh, okay. okay. See, I thought he did. Yeah. I think he gets a special. Oh, nice. As so, he deserves, because they're still hanging plot threads. He's got to deal with. Yeah. yeah. And Tom came to ignore. Yeah. (laughs) And also that. Because Booster Gold's in it, and you know there's not going to be any correlation. Anyway. Nope, not at all. Uh, Really quick, uh, Al J. Tree says, uh, or Try says, I can't watch right now, but I love the three of you guys. So thank you very much. Uh, Thank you. And a shout out to a a, a a viewer of ours, just some guy with a mustache. He is on everywhere on the Weekly Poll Cruise vids. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, he's great. Uh, I've met him in person. He's a really sweet guy. Uh, oh, I've yet cool. to meet him. I, yeah. I, I've known him for a very long time. He was a fan of me at my other outfit that I was at. Oh, yes, the the group that shall not be named. Mm. Um, and he, he can name a lot it. of my stuff as well. He's really cool. He is really cool, and he's clever. He's a really He's got a razor-sharp wit. Um, and Danny Blackston TV says, Thanks for talking about the best hero ever. Uh, you're very welcome. Um, I wanted yep. to uh, address a question. What do you think... Let's say there was no Superman. Uh, I feel like we'd still get a Batman, but mm. what would superheroes slash comics look like without him? Closer to the pulps, I would imagine. I don't think they would ever have moved out of that. We still would have had detectives and cowboys. Yeah, you know, you're right. And we could still, we could have probably never have left um, the anthology idea of comics. Mm, yeah. You know, you know where comics are all the ideas because we know for a for a, a for a matter of fact that Fantastic Four doesn't happen without Justice League. Right. Mm. Now, does Justice League happen without Superman? I don't know. Isn't he not on the team? <laughs> like, um, he's on every cover. Right. Mm. But he's not really in any of the teams. Yeah, he kind of just shows up for a page or two and then just leaves. Yeah, yeah. But him and Batman, but they're on every cover. Hmm. Yeah. Well, because there's a question, like, would Aquaman exist? Would Wonder Woman exist? Like, would they have had these ideas if there wasn't a Superman? If they, if, the, if you know, if... Uh, I feel like no. I, I, feel I think like, the answer is no. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the answer is no. Yeah, I feel like it would just be, it would probably be more grounded. It would be like a lot more, like, regular heroes. I don't know. More I, Dick Tracy's. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. The idea is so iconic. I, I can't imagine a culture without it. But I wonder how long it would have taken for us to get there. You know, like, because I know that I was going to say maybe Shazam would have been like the Superman, but he was uh, uh, just a ripoff of Superman. 
Yeah, so he wouldn't even exist either. Mm-mm. And I wonder if anyone would have even gone to that place to make someone like a strong man that came from the stars or magic. I think that because Shazam outsold Superman yeah, when he first came on the scene, that maybe magic would have been more the, the, the style of superheroes. Right. Oh, would, interesting. It would have okay. been less about aliens and it would have been more about magic. Um, but it, the look certainly would have been would would have would have shifted. I think. Well, we wouldn't have yeah. we wouldn't have the strong man with a cape. No. Yeah. Or ben the underwear cape, on the outside. But he also had a yep. mask. I feel like we would have seen a lot more masks. I can see I think, that. Because I think Batman would have been. Because it's not like Kane and Finger were were peeking over at what uh, what Siegel <laughs> and Schuster were doing. I feel like those two stories kind of operated within a vacuum. Um, uh, yeah, but Batman was a direct response to Superman because was he they, a response or was he? I thought he, he just came out of that. that no, he was. He was. Um, it was the idea that Superman had been around for about a year now, mm-hmm. and he was selling so well that they went to all the other artists in their pool and were like, and they told Kane they were like, we want, we want something like Superman yet different. Okay. Okay. So then, like yeah, yeah Bat. So Batman doesn't even exist without Superman. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Wow. I. <sighs> What would we be doing? We guess we talk about video games. Um, yeah, I guess <laughs> we'd be famous Let's Players is what we would be. <laughs> I think if that were the case, none of us would have any audience at all. Yeah, that's true. Probably not. Nobody wants no to watch about that. video games. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no so uh, any last thoughts about action or the Bendis thing or Superman and his impact? Because if not, we're going to transition over to Detective. I just want to get into this detective conversation. I'm so interested about this. Before we get into detective, oh, go ahead, Joel. I was going to say, I I will say, if nothing else, uh, no matter how you feel about uh, Action Comics number 1000, I think there is no denying that this DC Rebirth era, this last two years, give or take, has probably been one of the finest eras of Superman stories, even just Superman family stories in general. And I hope that trend continues. I would hate for us to talk again this time next year and be like, yeah, I don't have anything Superman related on my pull list anymore. I don't care. I was, I I will admit that I have been falling off of reading Superman. You're get the hell out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Like shame. Particularly when it, it it really came to the booster gold (laughs) Superman story. I was like, okay, well I don't went on way too long. I, I was like, I really just stopped. Um, I really couldn't have been bothered about Boizaro. Mm. Uh, oh, I like Boizaro. I think it was fun. a neat idea, but I didn't. I couldn't. I didn't connect with me, and I just. But I was falling off of Superman, and I feel like a few other people were as well. And I got that feeling where I'm like, oh my god, does Superman need like to upset the apple cart like every three years, basically? Like you need to just have a hard change for Superman, like in less than half a decade. <laughs> And then you can make Superman relevant. Because, I mean, really, it was like 2011. Superman's like new, and here's New 50 Superman. Everyone's like, okay. And they immediately fell off. And then they're like, okay, yep. he's, he's back to normal. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, okay. And now it's like, okay, well, how about Bendis is writing Superman? Like, oh, like, that's different. I don't know. I feel like, I, I hope that's not true. It's a I'm, gamble. Yeah. It's definitely a gamble. Um, and it is very similar. I do like it is appropriate that they are doing it Man of Steel because there probably hasn't been any big Marvel person comes over to DC since John Byrne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wow. so I sort of I sort of understand it. Um, it. And it's a big gamble. And I hope you're right, because I, I will agree. Joel's statement about this being one of the better periods mm-hmm. of Superman is exactly, exactly right. Um, and, you know. It's interesting, yeah, whatever you think about Superman, if you've never been able to get into him or anything like that, I think 
Action 1000 is a good day for any comic book fan, if you're a fan of any character, just for the fact that, isn't it insane that this is the first superhero comic book to hit a thousand issues? I know, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. But we lived through this watershed moment, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I can't believe that it actually happened this time. Like, I, I don't know, in an age of reboots and retcons <laughs> and whatnot, like, they went, yeah, you know what, let's just stick to it. I was... If ever they were worried about like the numbers scaring people away, I feel like a thousand issues might be a little daunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm I'm I like seeing them own it and go like, no, like it's a legacy. It's not about you know drowning in an ocean of content. <laughs> yeah. Um, so S- Superman being good too and kind of refinding himself, I think, is one of the reasons why I loved the DC Rebirth era so much and why I think it ended up being so net positive. Where it's like, oh. Oh, you got Superman working, and that had a ripple effect to everything else. You notice how that works? Yeah, it's almost like that's how it works. (laughs) It's like the opposite of the movies. Yeah, well, you know. Mr. Roboto says, maybe the chat should be just you three guys. Thank you, Roboto. I I guess that means, I I don't know what that means, but I appreciate it. But we're chatting now. Oh, yeah, exactly. Isn't this uh, what the chat is? Yeah, right. Uh, Ryan <laughs> Rafford says, sup my peeps, long time no see. Uh, yo, hi. Uh, Mr. Roboto says, Justice League began without Superman. Uh, true, but they didn't exist. No. The well, Justice you, League was formed before, no. no. You have, well, you that that's a hard thing to say because the Justice League really is a sequel to the Justice Society of America, which Superman was a member of. Right. Uh, and also the All-Star Squadron. Yeah. Um, Justice League is a direct sequel to the Justice Society of America. So, again, without Superman, no Justice Society of America, no Justice League. Exactly. Uh, Cam says, thoughts about the opinion that Superman's boring? I think that only people who haven't read Superman think he's boring. Exactly. Um, Yeah, or people that don't understand the character. Right. Uh, And speaking of which, Mammal says, as a non-American, I've never really felt a connection to Superman as a character. Do you think Mm. it's all his, is all American roots that make him harder to relate to? Uh, no, I think it's you. <laughs> well, uh, I would... Well, well, as the only non-American in the room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the, the fact is, like, I, you know, as an American, I feel like y- because we are insulated and we do kind of, like, assume that the whole world kind of thinks the way we think, mm-hmm. that his message should be evergreen and resonates with every culture, um, but I'm sure that's not true. Um, and... So I can understand it being that way. The fact that he is colored in the American flag probably uh, makes it a little bit more visually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, identifiable as as American. Um, so that's probably a factor. But yeah, as a non-American, what do you what do you say, Joel? Uh, I would say Superman has both in him is the thing. I think he is able to cross a lot of borders and touch a lot of people all over the world because he is the story of an immigrant. He is this Moses allegory. He is these other things. In fact, in like news footage, you'll see people who are having like, you know, uh, you know, who are challenging authority and rising up against their corrupt governments. You'll usually see a Superman shirt in the crowd. And I think that's really cool. But I also see it from the other side, too. You'll recall they had that like uh, two part story from just recently it was supposed to be a july 4th thing where yes. it's like oh the the kent family taking a road trip across america yeah. isn't everything great and isn't everything fine and i'm like uh, look out the window maybe yeah. maybe in your world everything's all right uh, well i can see how that would definitely be like fail to connect with like i don't know someone from argentina mm. um but 
you know, he he operates in America, his family's American, so I can understand them wanting to do that story, particularly because the impetus was behind Lois Lane, who is de facto an American citizen. So mm-hmm. I could see that mm-hmm. being the idea. Uh, Jason, any thoughts? No, I think it's good. Fair enough. I lo- I like I liked those two issues actually where they did their American road trip, but I I have a different connection to them because I'm a veteran, right. and that right. second issue is all about finding ex veterans and and that I like bodies. Yeah. And that, that issue, like, tugs on my heartstrings, like, hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like to believe that Superman is for everyone. Um, and I mm-hmm. hope, I hope that, uh, I hope he is. That's all I can say about that. And Sam Anderson says, Detective 1000, will Batman get his trunks back? Yes. He has uh, to now. Not. They've set the precedent for yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, let's talk about Detective 1000. Uh, speculation theories. What are we? What are we hoping for and expecting to see from Detective One Thousand in soon, like within a it's, year? It's hard to talk about because they don't have a new writer for the book now. They have some <laughs> yeah. fill-ins for it, but they have not announced who the next writer is going to be. Right, right. Yeah, Brian Hill, I believe, is a fill-in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, you know, I would love to see them do something opposite of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope that they use it as a springboard to like the next storyline or the next thing. Like I would love it if action 1000 is like the debut of a character that's brand new or the death of a character or, or something like that. Like it, I want it to matter. Right. Like, I want action 1000 to be like, Oh man, not only is it this giant celebration, but it matters. It really matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because again, it's, it's like the thing I was saying, like I thought action 1000 was a lot of good, but again, I mean, I think we're going to see lots of copies in those back issue bins in <laughs> six months. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I hope not because I really liked it and it, I'm, I'm adding it to my collection. I really enjoyed reading it. Yeah. I actually um, hope so because I collect action comics and I want all those variant covers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> They're beautiful. We get to the heart like, of it at last. They are. Um, they like, are, like, but it's too expensive spending like $8. Uh, if I bought all of them, I'd spend like $150 today. It's true. You it's, can't. It's like, here's the thing. People might forget the story in a couple years, but that aren't ain't going away anytime soon. That's You're right, going to be seeing right. that everywhere. Yeah. Um, the, when they've done it, I find that like that's more forgettable. I don't know. Like there are a lot of like milestones in Batman where they did it, and I go, I don't know what the hell. Like the big moments that mattered in Batman's history are not on centennials. Like the mm, debut of yeah. Robin, the debut of Tim Drake, the debut of Damien, uh, the you know the 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 death of uh, you know uh, Jason Jason Todd was a random issue like it was just Getting his part of the broken. ongoing story uh, you know there is an interesting i do have an interesting theory for something that they could do for detective mm. shoot um well tom king has said several times that he wants to write 100 issues on batman yes I've threatening us all <laughs> okay um, he, uh, uh, now I don't have as many problems as, as Tom King's Batman run as you guys do. Right. Um, I do agree. It's not one of the great ones, but I, but I, I think there's some good moments in there. Um, if he writes another 50 issues at this double shipping mm, method, yeah. Yeah. he's going to hit Batman 100 somewhere around this time next year. Yeah. yeah. Fairly soon. Um, and they could do a thing where, what if they did a thing where he completes his Batman run? On Detective in 1, Detective 1000. I mean, the fact I don't know if it would. Does, does he? Did he say he wants to write a hundred Batman stories, or did he say he wants to do a hundred issues of the core title Batman? 
I, I don't. He didn't. He didn't really specify, but he's he's always said that he has a hundred issues okay. for this thing that he's planned. So the storyline. Either way. Um, yeah. Because I, I mean, think, here's a crazy. Yeah. Here's crazy. I'm going even crazier town. Let's do Please it. Please do. What if Tom King? Um. What if what if what if Catwoman gives birth to Helena Wayne? I mean, oh. I think a lot of people are expecting some reference to her now that they're actually going to tie the knot based on solicitations and everything. Like we know well, we saw her in the flash forward to the future. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think there's no doubt that either she will crash the wedding, if not be born in detective one. I mean, or be born at the end of Tom of his run. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's definitely, I would, I would not bet the farm on it, but I would definitely yeah. put down a couple of dollars on it. I mean that would that would be a hell of a thousandth issue. It's like um, the daughter of Bat and Cat in yes. Detective Thousand. Mm-hmm. Because after that, you can do anything you want with Catwoman. You could kill her. You could divorce them. You could have her leave. You can make her into an antihero, a villain, yeah. whatever you want. Doesn't matter. The kid stays. Like the kid is part of the of the story now. Um, mm. There's. I think that's definitely something we can ex- we we can probably expect i think yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's so big and it's such a like it's such a move forward especially after they have like all this data that says yo people like when superman is a kid and yeah. nobody yeah. complains ab- except for this one guy on youtube but nobody else complains about how big the bat family is or no, how many true. robins we get how many bat girls there are how many cat people we've got like I mean, when Grant Morrison did Batman Inc. and we had a thousand freaking Batman all across the yeah. world, like, all bets were off yeah. when it came to Batman being a lone vigilante again. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the idea of Batman being a father again doesn't really, like, it, it doesn't sound like it's breaking as much new ground as it might have. No, but it, it is interesting because comic books do go in a circular pattern. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And how weird would that be if a thousand kicks off this, like, well, we're going, we're going back to the Silver Age. Right. Oh, Batman's no, married to Catwoman, and he he already has a son. Now he's gonna have a daughter. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Plus, I don't a kid know. he gets to raise from birth, which he hasn't really had the chance to do. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, who do you guys? Um, so we talked about a lot of the Superman creators that were left out. Yeah. Who are some of the Batman creators that have to be in Detective One Thousand? Right. I mean, Snyder's going to be there, of course, obviously. Yep, we're going to yes. Snyder. Uh, you mean writers or, or artists or both? Or, I, I, anybody, anybody. I mean, Tim Sale, we're going to get. Morrison. Uh, Grant Morrison, absolutely. Yep. Um, there's there's uh, so many that can't. Like, I would love more more, more Norm Brayfogle, mm-hmm. but I don't think he can draw anymore. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's yeah. true, but I don't think he can. Um, I would love to see some Jim Aparo, but he's gone too. Neil Adams will probably be in there, God willing. Uh, Denny well, O'Neill, if he's still with. Yeah, he was. Well, he was in a Action One Thousand, so yeah, that's right. okay. So there you go. Again, like yeah. Darwin Cook would have been amazing, but we're not oh, going to get him. Uh, so sad. We're definitely Bruce Tim get would be great. Bruce Tim. Oh yes, yeah, yes, who, who please, gonna, please. Who we're going to get? Bruce Tim, uh, Jim Lee. Uh, 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 I would assume they, they'll call Mignola. He'll draw something. Um, Greg Capullo. Ah, there you uh, go. Lee Bermejo. Ah, ah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's two that I would love yeah. to be in there, but they probably won't. Okay. Um, Todd McFarlane. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Todd. It's a thousand issues. Get yep. in here. He probably won't do it. Um, the other one that I think deserves really needs to be in there and probably won't be is uh, Chuck Dixon. Oh. oh. I don't know. He wrote yeah. that. He he did that Bane book. 
Yeah, but I don't I don't know I don't know whether they'll flip on him because of his um political yeah. outside yeah. comics opinions things. Yeah. I'm yeah. fine with him not being in it. <laughs> you know. Uh we're going we're going to get Frank Miller like we said. Oh, definitely. Like a thousand different things. Uh is David Mazzucchelli around? Uh think so. Cuz he would definitely be a big one. You know what's going to happen? Azarello's going to be in it, and Sal's going to skip that one. Yeah, yeah, I really don't like Azarello's superhero work, so, I mean, you know, but, like... Well, Kelly Jones would be him. great. Somebody in the chat just said Kelly Jones. Kelly That's Jones. a great choice. Again, Frank Quitely would be cool. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, I think Ned... We, we talked about Neil Adams being an obvious one. Um, uh, there, there are so many that, like... Denny O'Neill will get a story. Denny I hope so. Definitely, yeah. they'll let him write one. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like we they said, might so ask Brian K. Vaughn because he did a Batman oh, run for a bit too. So many people have touched Batman. I feel like it's it, it makes too much sense. I mean, like I, I also <laughs> don't have like anything definitive. Like, what's the best Brian K. Vaughn Batman story? Like, there isn't one. Does it scream? You know, hit, like, I don't know. I think not. Um, Would they Alan, get Brubaker involved? Yes, Brubaker, no question. They'll mm-hmm. call him. Um, what about uh, is Alan Davis still drawing? Yeah. So you can get Alan Davis. He's awesome, and he's a great definitive Batman artist. Um, mm-hmm. I think they might get Brian Boland to do something. Oh, that would be a great choice. Because he's, he's you know, he wrote he drew the freaking killer. How Joe quickly does Alan Moore hang up the phone? Uh, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing with Alan Moore. He is, if, he, if they didn't get him for Superman, they're not going to get him for Batman. <laughs> no. And I feel no. like they didn't even, like, I, but again, I want to believe that some, that there was a conversation that said, should we ask Alan if he wants to write a backup in this uh, Action 1000? Like, come on. But I feel like nobody even thought to do it. I, I have a feeling, yeah, they, did, they didn't even reach out because I have a feeling they were like, hey, you know, we should really get Alan Moore in this and do Alan, have Alan Moore do an imaginary story. That's a great idea. But we're publishing Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Right, but yeah. Like, there is a chance he doesn't know about <laughs> I mean, well, well, he's going to figure it out when he flips through the issue and sees the ad. (laughs) But we'll have him already. We'll have the story, the end. I would love it if that's how he figured out what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) You know, he knows. And then and then Alan Moore is so such a crazy wizard, guys, that he joins Twitter just to show us a video of him burning Action 1000. Please. A million times. Yeah. But that would sell even more copies. You kidding me? By the way, Taylor Petcher throws out his list of Rucka, Brubaker, Morrison, Dixon. Jeff Johns would write a story, no question. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. got Gary Frank, uh, James Tynion III, uh, and uh, Scott Snyder, of course. And probably Marguerite Bennett, too. I would like to believe they get Marguerite Bennett, but I don't believe they would. <laughs> she, she wrote a really good annual. They trusted her so much she did that Ooh, big annual for her first one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Neil Gaiman will get oh, one. And the Kuberts. Uh, Andy yes. Kubert and Adam Kubert. Oh, yeah. Get both of them. Yeah, that's... Variants and a, sto- and a backup with Morrison, no question. And the Finches probably too. Um, but I also believe. Uh, oh, TL says he really wants Jeff Lowe, but it probably won't happen. No, will never happen. I mean, just because he works for Marvel TV, he won't do it. I will. Well, I will tell you this. I have a, a story with a friend of mine um, who was at some Marvel event, some something, and she was covering it for press. Mm-hmm. And she went up to Jeff Loeb. Because Long Halloween and Dark Victory are like her favorite DC comics of all time. Yeah. And she said all the questions, stuff like that. And she went up to him and she was like, I know this is a Marvel event, um, but she was like, I just wanted to tell you 
how much your stories, Long Halloween, Dark Victory, mean to me. Mm-hmm. Like, they're my favorite comic books of all time. And right. I just wanted you to know that because you wrote them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his response was, why the fuck would you talk to me about those here? Oh, oh, no. Okay, oh. so don't expect Jeff Loeb to come back for a detective. Okay. Yikes, yikes. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> I, I am literally texting my friend right now. He runs uh, events for a for a special thing that does Marvel Netflix stuff, and Jeff Loeb is there a lot. And he asked mm-hmm. if it would be inappropriate to bring a copy of Long Halloween to have him sign it at the Marvel event. Mm-hmm. And I... Here's the thing. Normally, under regular circumstances, it would be appropriate because they wrote it. Because yes. it doesn't matter. Uh, and because, like, if like, like when Marvel does, or DC does, and, ex- like, when... when yeah, uh, I was trying to think of an example, but like when Marvel does like a, a signing at like New York Comic Con, and all mm-hmm. these creators are at the table and they're debuting some book, and people who line up to sign stuff, you can bring any book you want. Yeah, um, right. Mm-hmm. Like I gave Wade birthright to sign uh, <laughs> last year or so, and That's he great. was happy to draw it. And he was he drew yeah. a little Superman logo in it. Like he was happy to do it, as was everyone. And so I told him with confidence that Jeff Lowe was a professional and would be totally okay with that. But Get now ready. I, know I think you better advise this, Fred. I am sending him a text literally right now that says, do not bring that comic to Lowe. <laughs> abort, abort. Like, do not do it. Uh, under normal circumstances, you would be fine, but apparently not. Holy mm. shit. Okay, so you'll get, uh, but then you know what you do? You get... Uh, you just get Tim's uh, Tim Sale. Tim Sale will do it. He did variant covers for Detective last year or yeah, Batman. He, oh, he's, yeah. He's he's not what he used to be, but he's still doing them, and uh, you know, they, and and I'm sure he'd knock it out of the park for a full variant for uh, for the book. Um, mm-hmm. TL just said that suddenly does not want maybe make me want to have Loeb. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. TIL Loeb's a dick. Uh, <laughs> that sucks. Jesus Christ, Jeff. That's too bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, Detective One Thousand. What do you do? You think it'll be bigger, like a bigger push from DC? I, I, I think, think it, it will. will because they've always loved yep. Batman more. It seems for Centennial. Well, they're Batman comics. Yeah, they're DC yeah. comics. It's Detective <laughs> comics, comics. It's Detective Comics. It's Batman comics. It, Detective will be will be bigger. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they'll also acknowledge that DC stands for Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I think they will. Like I. Oh, God, do you think we'll get another DC redesign, DC logo redesign? I think they're really happy with this one. Like, I mean, it looks good. It looks a solid good. design. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it looked good in the 70s when they came up with it the first time. But like, <laughs> yep. I think that they, they, they did this beautiful thing with the Action Comics variants where with the decade variants, the logos reflected the decades they came from. So yeah, an idea. I, I think they'll still do that um, because it's such a good idea. Um, I love that, man. It's, it's even the little corner boxes with how they do the numbers change. Yeah, like the numbers and the yep. prices. Like it's still the original, mm-hmm. like from that era, and I loved it. Um, so, if they do, they're bringing back the bullet logo, like the the eighties and nineties one, like the I'm like about the it. stars. I love that logo. That's my favorite logo. That's their you know, best. That's their best logo. Best one. It's the most. It's the most yep. definitively DC. There's no like question about it. Uh, by the way, quick quick aside, worst DC logo? I think it's the one from the 2000s with the swoosh with the 
with the star that like flies around it. Uh, uh, see, I don't mind that one. The the new um, fifty two one wasn't great. Where it's or no, the DCU one where it's like a page and it's, it's like page flip. I loved that yeah. idea. I thought that was really cool when they unveiled like all these different ideas they had for them. Like, oh, we're gonna use it in the animation. It'll flip the page, and the mm. when it's a flash book, it'll be flipping through a, a flash book. And instead of you know, I I think they a lot of thought went into that design, but. It didn't work ultimately. It just didn't look good. It didn't look good when it when they did it for everything. Um, you overthought um, you know, it, guys. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, I would say my least favorite is probably the 1970. I'm just looking at a picture of it. It's the 1974 one where it's like, it says the line of superstars. It's like red and blue. Oh, yeah. No, that's not you know? right. Yeah. No. I don't mind the little swoosh logo. I, I actually don't mind it at all. I thought it was, I thought it was so such a product of its time. It was like, mm. woof. Yeah, well, the page flip is is a good design, but it's not a good logo for a comic book. No, I think it works only in multimedia. Like I think for yeah. for videos, for movies, because then you get the animation of the page yep. flip instead of this like, what is what is happening? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I I do love the the current DC logo though. I think yeah, they, the current DC logo is really good. I think stop drilling. Like you hit oil, don't mess with it. Be happy <laughs> yeah, stop, with it. Yeah, don't got. mess with it. Yeah, don't, don't mess, mess with, with it. it. Well, I mean, I mean, when I'm looking, you know, obviously we're all looking at the same logos now. Like they changed it in the 40s. It was the next year they changed it. Then eight years later they changed it. Then the next year they changed it. And then mm-hmm. two years later they changed it. Like this has been one of the longest runs. Actually, the longest run was from '76 to 2005. So, like, they knew the bullet logo was the best one. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, oh, yeah, it's 2005. Swoosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I think, and I think you yeah. could I think you could take, like, the DC they have right now. Yeah. Put that inside the circle with the stars. Yes. And maybe jazz up the circle with the stars, but keep the same basic design. And I think it would look awesome. I, I think, yeah, I agree it would look great. I think I would like to see that mock-up. Um, the current logo is so simple that it yeah. works on everything. So to genius and simplicity yeah, to just mm-hmm. to jazz it up. It actually goes back to the beginning of our conversation about blah blah blah, blah and how overdesigned <laughs> he is. Like simplicity is key. Simplicity is key. I think this logo it works on the comics, it works on the cartoons, it works on the movies, it works on your on your merchandise, it works on everything. Stick with that. Don't mess with it. Um, but yeah, I think Detective. It's going to be a bigger push. You're absolutely right. Um, really quick, a super chats. Uh, Alan Walker says he should. They should get Sal, Joel, and Jason to write a story. Uh, yeah, anytime. We're I in. will pick up my phone. Right? Yeah. I'd do it. Right? Even yeah. <laughs> uh, Taylor Petra says I would love to see a Michael Lark uh, return to Detective Comics 1000, but he said in a recent Reddit AMA with Rucka that he would never return to the Big Two. Well, Ouch. good luck, mm. Mike. Uh, and Comic Goblin which is a great name, says, uh, I know it's off topic, but I respect Superman and admire the character, but I've never liked him. Uh, his mm. alternative versions are amazing, and Shazam is my favorite DC hero, but the man himself just bores me. His legacy is amazing, mm. though. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, you're entitled to your opinion, and I, I hear you. Yeah, Captain America gets that, too, for the same reasons. Yeah. By right. the way, completely overshadowed, but Cap 700 was also a terrific issue. Right on. Is that the end of Mark Wade? Like, Mark Wade's done? I think so. Okay. Yeah, but it was so great. Um, and then finally wraps it up with Comic Goblin saying, "He we rock. Jason, being in the military currently, you give me inspiration to start my own channel. Keep up the good work, y'all. Thanks, man. Thank you for your service, and please stay safe. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you guys so. are all braver than I ever could imagine being. It's Word. not going to happen. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, Detective Comics 1000 is probably the next episode we do on this subject, so I'm looking forward to that episode when we talk about whether we were right or wrong. Um, finally, I, I think that uh, you know Superman represents a lot of different things to a lot of different people. He's boring, he's milquetoast, he's inspirational, <laughs> he's important. Toast. He is, he's milquetoast. He's just, he's just bland and who cares? Um, <laughs> I found my love for Superman as I got older. I was always more of a mm, Batman guy. Same. But uh, when I get older, I think it's more fun to... When you're young, it's fun to like Batman because he's so cynical and yeah, tired yeah. And, he, and, he, and he fights against the law and he's just a, he's just a rebel like you. Um, and the older you get, the more you recognize how badly we need a Superman. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the so, idea that there's someone with all the power and all the answers, but he's a good guy and he's on your side. It's, it's almost like finding religion. Superman loves you very much and he <laughs> wants you to be your best self. Well, he knows you can be your best self. He just, and, and maybe he'll help you get there. You know, like it's, it's yeah. to me and I, I'm a big guy. I've always, I've always loved Superman um, because I come from Kansas and I come from a farm. Oh, I didn't. And, <laughs> and Superman's kind of the, the guy that like did good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the argument the argument I always use for Superman is that we all want to be Superman. Mm. Yeah. We all want his powers. We all want his life. We love Batman. Nobody wants to be Batman. No, no. his life sucks. Because Batman's life sucks. Yep. And He's it always constantly has. being tortured by the Joker. His parents are dead. <laughs> um, and and the amount of CrossFit that you would have to do to stay in that shape <laughs> is insane. Yeah. You watch Batman v Superman. You see those tractor tires Ben Affleck was pulling. You got to do that every day. Every day. <laughs> you think Batman's ever had a cookie? Not in many years. Yeah, he's never. Yeah, Batman eats nothing but broccoli and your hopes. <laughs> That's right. And justice. <laughs> and justice. Right. Yeah. But Superman. Yeah, Superman's the dream. Like it's the idea that we always hear the phrase that power corrupts, mm. and it doesn't corrupt Superman. And that's the idea because we look at our lives, we look at the real world, and we can see power corrupting, especially in America right now, everywhere. I mean, uh, just look at your librarians or your DMV agents or your yeah. police officers <laughs> or your t- your ticket terrors. Like, yeah. any a measure of power will immediately turn you into a douche. Yeah, and it didn't happen to Superman. Yeah, yeah. And, and he that's, has every and that's, power. Yeah, and that's a dream. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll leave you on that inspirational note. Uh, don't forget, this week, Jupiter Jet's final issue of the first arc is out. Pick it up. Check it out. Uh, it's written and, uh, and created by this amazing gentleman and his incredibly lovely and talented wife. Uh, check mm-hmm. it out. Pick it up. And, of course, uh, let us know in the comments, if you're watching this after the fact, which is your favorite variant cover from Action 1000 and who should draw your favorite variant for Detective 1000. Nice. It's a lot of uh, effort, but think about it. Anyway, we'll see you guys Tom next McCall. time. Tom McCall. Oh, pff, dude, <laughs> yes. That's why every time... Oh, yeah, we'll talk about it afterwards. Anyway, we'll see you yeah. guys next time with another episode. Thanks a lot for watching. And, of course, check the description to check out these two gentlemen's great channels. Bye-bye. <laughs>